0: And I'd like us to turn to James chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. It's all we're going to study today really is James chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. And it's something that I really pray hits us hard today in a good way. Hits us strongly today. Perhaps that's a a better word. That it's something that just becomes part of our everyday life. It says in... The third chapter of James, verses 1 to 4, it says, My brothers, let not um, um, any of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a a stricter judgment, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in his word, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole life. (laughs) Indeed, we put in horses' mouths, we put steel. Uh, it's to control them and we bridle the whole, the whole horse. Indeed, we put, sorry, we put the bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us and we can turn their whole life. It says, think about the sh- uh, ships. Even though they are so large and they are uh, driven by incredibly fierce storms, They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. There is an incredible power in our words. I get asked a lot, you know, the things that I I hold strongly in my life. What are the keys to a victorious life, an abundant life, to a life where you stay true to God, to a life where you don't give up, where you keep on the straight and narrow. What are the keys? And, and there are so many keys and we'd be here all day. In fact, we are here, you know, every Sunday discovering keys to the life that God wants us to live. But there has to be right at the very, very heart of it something that I believe <clears throat> holds everything else together. And that is the fact that there is incredible power in what we say. There's power in your words to build up and to tear down to create and to destroy to encourage or cause incredible uh, turmoil words can be words that are that create an answer in someone's life or create a problem in someone's life. In fact, I want to say this at the very start of this. It's only going to be a short sermon today, but I want us to understand this. Your whole life will go in the direction of your words. If that's all we get out to today, <laughs> then we've got it. Everything about who we are How we live, you know, we've emphasized today, this is a year of dreams fulfilled. Well, it says your old men will dream dreams, your young men are going to see visions, and we will prophesy. What does that mean? We'll speak something. Because the words you speak will determine your dreams being fulfilled. Today I want to call this message, You Are the Prophet of your own life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. see, God is a speaking God. He doesn't just think. He, He isn't just a being. He speaks. Everything God does, he does by speaking. He speaks a word, it comes to pass. He anoints a prophet to speak a word, and the word comes to pass. He speaks to somebody and they say, I believe what you have said and them hearing and believing and receiving what God has said causes that thing which God says to come to pass in their life. Everything hinges on the word that God speaks. You see, there are spiritual realities that need to come to pass In our lives. How are they going to come to pass? Through them being spoken into being. We could go back to Genesis. God said. Let there be light. God said. Let there be a firmament. God said. Let the earth bring forth. God said. And every time God said. At the end of the verse it says. "And And God saw. God said. And God saw. God said. And God saw. That is the principle of words. Words are not just for communication. They are for creation. There's a scriptural principle you find all the way through the word of God that really is this in a nutshell. If you believe it in your heart, if you speak it with your mouth, you will have whatever you say. If you believe it in your heart, if you speak it out of your mouth, you will have whatever you say, good, bad, or ugly. So we need to ask the question today, what do you believe in your heart? Some people say things that they don't believe and then wonder why they don't happen. Oh God, I've been praying for years about this. Have you ever come to the place where you believe in it in your heart first? Or are you just praying for, oh God, I pray for a breakthrough. But every other conversation you have is about the problem. See, when you squeeze somebody under pressure, what comes out is what they really believe. What they really believe. A lot of people can talk a good game. A lot of people can stand on a Sunday and go, oh, hallelujah, God, you're awesome. And yet, in their everyday life, they're not speaking as though God is awesome. They're speaking as though God is impotent. Or they're speaking as though there's just a problem. Or they're speaking as though there isn't going to be a breakthrough. Or they haven't believed something. Or they haven't received something. You see, anybody can stand in the presence of God on a Sunday and be inspired to say something. But it's the other six days of the week. What's coming out of our mouth is what's really in our hearts what's really in our heart? The Bible says, speak to the mountains and they're gonna move. But again, in the very heart of that is if you do not doubt in your heart, you will have whatever you say. A lot of people speaking to a lot of mountains and the mountains aren't moving and you've got to ask the question, is there doubt in the heart? Wow, it's no good praying for one thing and yet consistently saying the opposite. It says in the 12th chapter of Matthew, a good man out of the good treasure in his heart, good things come to pass. An evil man out of the evil treasure in his heart, (coughs) excuse me, evil things come to pass. You see, things come to pass out of our mouths, but that's not where the journey starts. The journey starts in the heart. When things come to pass, they've come to pass out of the heart through the mouth. In that same passage, it says, through your words, you will be justified and through your words, you will be condemned. Everybody is gonna give account for every word they speak words are incredibly powerful see God has given us the privilege to speak words you know we're not just like a cat that meows we're not just like a horse that <laughs> I can't do it I'm not a horse <laughs> that's not a horse is it it's a cartoon horse I'm not just one of the Ivan, Sergei, meerkats, Russian meerkats. They're awesome. We are created in the image and the likeness of God to speak. We are created to speak because God has created us to rule. And we rule through speaking. We have authority, but we release authority. We have life, but we release life. We have faith, but we release faith. We have joy. But we release joy. Everything we have is to be released out of the mouth. The Bible says out of your innermost being will flow rivers of life. That doesn't mean to say it's like a hose pipe coming out my belly. Because out of the good man, out of the good treasure in his heart, out of his mouth, good things come to pass. So where does the river of the spirit flow out? The river of the Spirit flows out from the heart through the mouth. Where's the river of life? In words. Words are fundamental to our relationship with God. Words are fundamental to our authority over the devil. Words are fundamental to our authority in every area of life. Words are fundamental to our position in creation. We rule and reign in life, in Christ, through the words that we speak. Words, 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 words. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life, life and death. The tongue doesn't choose. In fact, if we were to go on a bit further down in the book of um, uh, James you know, that I opened with, it says it shouldn't be that you get both the fresh water and the salt water out of the, same, out of the same well. You see, the tongue will speak either. But we must not have a divided heart. Our heart has got to be full of the Spirit of God, full of faith and joy and peace and patience and gentleness, all the fruit of the spirit, but it all, (coughs) excuse me, comes out of the mouth. There was a guy in the Old Testament that is not understood very well. Um, A man in the Old Testament, in fact, he was so early on in the Old Testament, he's got a whole book, the book of uh, Job, which is sort of halfway through the Old Testament but he was the same sort of time as Abraham in the Bible. He's right back at the beginning, way before the law, way before Moses, way before all of that. And he was going through something and it was because of what he said. It wasn't because of God, it was because of his mouth. He said all of that was gonna happen to him and everything happened to him just like he said. And then at the end of the book, we find out this. God says, you've spoken wrong things. Now sort your life out, start speaking right things, and we can turn this around. But in the center of it all, Job chapter 6, in verse uh, 24, he's speaking to God. After everything's fallen apart, he's lost everything. He says, Lord, will you teach me and I'll hold my tongue? He says, cause me to understand how I've got it wrong. Verse 25, how forceful are right words. So he understood this. He understood the power of words. And I think so many people understand the power of words, especially if you've been around Citygate very long. We understand the power of right words. But how many of you know there is a force in us, not in our heart, but in our flesh, that wants us to say the wrong thing. You see, this is not just normal for us to say what we should be saying. It's a constant battle. It's a constant fight. It's so easy to turn away and to say what we shouldn't be saying. And Job found the same thing. He understood here how forceful are right words. But then he goes on into chapter 7 Just a couple of verses later, verse three says this. So I have been allotted months of futility. Nights have been appointed to me which are wearisome. When I lie down, I say, when am I going to get up and the night be ended? For I've had my fill of tossing and turning till dawn. My flesh flesh is caked with worms and dust. My skin is cracked and breaks out of flesh. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent with no hope. Oh, I remember that life is just a breath. My eye will never again see good. The eye of him who sees me will see me no more. While your eyes are upon me, I shall no longer be. As a cloud disappears and vanishes away from sight so he goes down to the grave and does not come up. He won't ever return to his house, nor shall his place be known to him anymore. Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit, and I will complain from the envy and the hatred and the the, uh, uh, bitterness in my soul. What a mess. (laughs) Here he is saying, I understand the power. Teach me God, teach me how I get it wrong. And all the way through the book, God's trying to get him to speak right. Teach me how I get it wrong. Lord, how's this all gonna turn around? How's this whole situation gonna be sorted out? And then a couple of verses later, I'm going to spew out all this stuff out of how I'm feeling. Hello? (laughs) You see, we live in a very feeling society. If I feel it, I'm going to say it. That's my right. Yeah, absolutely, it's your right. But your life will go in the direction of what you say. I cannot afford to talk out of how I feel. I cannot afford it. Why? Because just because I feel it, it's not a reality. Once I say it, it's my destiny. Life changes when you say it. When you feel it, it's an emotion. It's a feeling. It may even be a situation. But it's something that you can have authority over. You can walk on. You can trample on. You can rise up above it. But when you start saying it, that is the way you are going. And no matter how much praying, no matter how much believing, no matter how much speaking the mountains, you have set the direction of your life by speaking out the bitterness or the complaining or the jealousy or the envy or the sickness or the woes or the poverty or the depression or the anxiety or the failure or whatever it is, the mistakes and the regrets and the woes and the shames. That's not just past anymore. It is destiny now. So, as I close, three things that we need to understand. Number one, what does God say about me? If we're going to get power in our words, to, well, we have power in our words today, but which words are we speaking? What's the first thing we need to understand? What does God say about me? What does God say about you? Ephesians 1 verse 3, God has blessed me us, past tense, with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. If I was to get into the the heart of that, what that really means, it says this. You see, the word to bless literally means this, to say something good about. Almighty God has spoken good about me with everything good that can be said about me already spoken in the spiritual realms. God said it all. Oh, well, I haven't heard it. Whether you've heard it or not, He said it. It's in the book. It's in the book. I shall not die but live and declare what the Lord has done has already been said about you. When I fall, I shall arise has already been said about you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me has already been said about you. You're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath whatever you put your hand to (laughs) shall prosper, has already been said about you. What does God say about you? is already written in the book. It's already there. It's already been said. Oh, Pastor Jay, I want a prophetic word. All a prophetic word is going to do is remind you of what's already in the book. It's already there. It's already there. Lands hands on the sick and they shall recover. has already been said about you. These signs will follow those who believe has already been said about you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper has already been said about you. God's already said everything he can say about you and about I, about me. He's, he says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He says we are a royal priesthood. He says we are a holy nation. He says we are a people who belong to God. He says we are highly favored. He said everything he can already say. What does God say about me? Has to be what I fill my mind with. Not what I think about me. Not what I think about you. In the second service, I'm going to be speaking from, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. When any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old has gone, new has come. We've got a baptism service. We're going to see people come to Christ. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> but it starts with this in that verse. We no longer regard anybody according to the flesh and what we think about them. We relate to people in the spirit now. Who are they in Christ? We need to relate to ourselves. We need to relate to each other, not of what we think about people. This is why the church is such a powerful thing. We don't just have church by how we feel. We have church because we are one body. We're one family. I don't care what age you are, what color you are, what, what, what you know, persuasion you are, left of center, right of center. I don't care what, what come on. We relate in the spirit. I don't speak from what I think about you. I speak about what God says about you. This is why the body of Christ cannot be divided. Because we're too strong. What does God say about you? What does God say about me? Has to be central to what I believe in my heart and what I fill my mind with. See, the world will tell me who I am. I don't need to listen to that. Other people will tell me what they think I am. I don't need to listen to that. They may have some facts, but I've got the book. I've got the truth. They may say you're a failure, but the word of God says, whatever you put your hand to will prosper. I know which one I'm going to line up with. I know which one I'm going to, I'm going to line up with what God has already said to me. What? does God say about me? Number two, what do I say about God? (laughs) What do I say about God? Well, we could be here all day. God is my light and my salvation. He is my refuge, He is my portion. God is my healer. He is my provider, He's my shepherd. He's my king, He's my high priest. He's the apostle of my confession. Hebrews chapter 3. He's the the apostle and the high priest of my confession. What does that mean? My confession is not just confess sin. To confess means to say the same thing as. So now I know what God has said about me. If I say about God that he he is the high priest and the apostle, the one sent to do what I say, what I agree with. He works on... My behalf, the Holy Spirit works on my words. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit hovered, took those words, created light. In every situation where I am, the Holy Spirit is hovering just an inch above my mouth. He's hovering there. And he wants to take whatever comes out of my mouth and grab it and create it. It's a shame he has to pick and choose what he works with. Oh no, I'm not touching that one. (laughs) Oh, I'll grab that one and I'll do that. Let's not give him a choice. Let's just give him the opportunity that whatever comes out of our mouth, he can anoint, he can empower, he can create, he can release. See, Jehoshaphat understood this. When he was faced with the armies of the enemies and God said, send out the praise team first, what happened before any of that really happened and the whole prophetic thing about the praise team, he said, God, you're awesome. And then he said, you are my God, and this is what I say about you. And he started to declare, whatever situation you're going in, I would encourage you to start by lifting up the King of Kings, by lifting up. If you're going through sickness, don't just start speaking to the sickness, start lifting up the healer. If you're going through a need, don't just start saying, my needs are met, my needs are met. Start to exhort the one who provides your needs. Start to see him high and lifted up and then it won't be an issue to speak to any mountain. You're not stirring up anything. You're speaking out of the overflow. What does God say about me? But what do I say about God? And lastly, if I can get the band up, please. What do I say about me? What do I say about me? You see, it's great that God has already said everything there is to say about me. That's wonderful. It's great that I'm saying things about God. But my life will be what I say about me. My tongue is the rudder, not God's tongue. My tongue is the rudder. What do you say about you? What do I say about me? See, so often we are uh, asking for things and praying for things. And of course, there's a prayer of petition. There's a prayer of supplication. There's a prayer of God. Let your will be done in my life. I want to be all you want me to be. But there has to be a time where we start where we stop saying, Lord, let it happen, and God, I pray this, and God, I pray that, and you start to say some stuff about yourself. But to say some stuff about yourself, you've got to first believe some stuff about yourself. Because otherwise, it's just words. Are you with me? See, a lot of people say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but they don't believe they can do all things through Christ who strengthens them. So they're just speaking religious words. What do you believe about yourself? All things are possible. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. See, it's great that God has declared me healed, but I need to declare me healed. It's great that God says my needs are met, but I need to declare my needs are met. It's great that God says I'll be your peace in the middle of the storm, but I need to declare that I have peace in the middle of the storm. What do you say? about yourself what do I want to be tomorrow because whatever I want to be tomorrow is what I need to be saying today because otherwise tomorrow I will be the same as I am today see this is not just passive this is active this is creative In speaker systems, we've got sub bass units here and we've got speakers up there. And, and a speaker can, can be active or it can be passive. What's, what's the difference? A, a speaker that is, that is just a speaker, that's just the... The amplifiers are out the back. And out the back of the amplifiers, where the power comes from, comes a long cable, goes to that, and that sends out the sound. The same with the subs. But if they were active speakers, means the amplifiers are inside the speaker box. You see, I don't just want to be a passive speaker. I don't just want to be somewhere where there's something coming from a long way off. I want have some power in here. I want some power on the inside that is not just, oh, I'm getting a signal from somewhere, but I'm creating the, the signal. I'm creating the power. I'm creating the force. We sang earlier, tongues of fire, which, Testify the Son. Speak revival. Prophesy like it is done. Oh, Pastor Joe, I've never prophesied in my life. You prophesy every time you speak. Every time you speak. Because everything you say creates your futures. Words are prophetic. But God wants us to prophesy out of a spirit of faith and a spirit of dreams out from the inside. Do you get anything out of that today? We are going out of this place. We are going out of this place singing prophesy today. We're going to go out of this place with something in our heart and something in our mouth which is going to change our futures. Today's a day to put an end to all those Job words. To make the decision, I'm going to stop moaning and complaining. I'm going to stop speaking the problem. I'm going to stop speaking the situation and start speaking the answer. I'm going to stop talking about how it is and I'm going to start to declare how it will be. I'm going to stop saying there is no hope and I'm going to start saying I have my dream. I have my vision. I'm going to stop just asking for things and I'm going to start creating things. Out of my mouth. Let's stand to our feet in this place today. Come on, let's just quickly lift our hands in this place. Lord, today we receive. We receive today fresh understanding of this. And we commit today to not just being hearers of your word, but those who do your word. Lord, that we would grasp this with everything in us, every spirit of faith, every ounce of commitment, that our tongue is the rudder of our life. That we will not speak out of our emotions. We will not speak out of our soul. We will speak out of the reality of your word in our spirit man. We thank you, Lord, that out of this good man, out of this good treasure, in this good heart, good things come to pass. That we have whatever we say In Jesus name.